It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld here for another great episode of Concierge for Better Living on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. Wonderful to have you with us today. Another great show lined up. Lots been going on. Weather's warming up. Things are getting hot in here. Um, but, you know, even though summer's a time to relax, um, you know, to have some fun, to get some sun, you know, there's still stress. There's still things going on in the world. There's things that you can't hide from. That's going to be, you know, 365 and for many people. So one of the things that I, you know, always recommend is – finding a variety of ways to support your well-being. I don't believe in just a one quick fix or one solution. There's a lot of different options people have out there. And one of the ones that I personally have struggled with, but I believe in wholeheartedly, is meditation. And I'm excited to have our guest today, Richard Height, on, the, on our line. Richard, thank you. Author extraordinaire, award-winning author. Thanks for being on the show today. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. I appreciate it. Loving, loving your enthusiasm. Well, that's how I am. I am true passion. It comes from the heart. And, you know, one of the things I want to talk, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about today, but you have uh, several books that you've put out there uh, from spirituality, um, now new one meditation. Um, there's a lot of great stuff that I think is good for the mind, body, spirit as a, as a way of better living. That's kind of what this show is all about is better living. Um, and when your new program, it, what is it? Uh, Warriors Meditation. Is that what? Is that re- yes. most recently? Well, that yes. caught my eye. I, I, one of my favorite diet books or nutrition books I ever read was called The Warrior's Diet. I'm not sure if you're familiar. But no. it, it basically, you know, my background's in anthropology, and I loved learning about how cultures and civilizations did things. And so when it came to dieting, uh, warrior diet was um, – you know, basically looking at the fighters, the Roman soldiers, ones that would go out and battle all day and take over lands, and how do they maintain their strength, their health, vitality, and they did it in a in a way that related to the circadian rhythms and, you know, the day and night and all these things, and I just felt like we always can learn so much from our past, so much from warriors and those that had to have strength and, you know, and survive, and so tell us a little bit about this warrior's meditation book you put together. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know anything about the diet, but uh, generally speaking, and you can find this true of any culture, especially as you get to more advanced uh, kind of warriorship, uh, where, where they're really looking to become more efficient in everything they do because their life depends upon it. And I found the same thing to be true in the samurai arts that I studied as I got to really master level or advanced levels. I found that I needed to be much more efficient. And the warrior's meditation is essentially what I discovered along the process of my training that allowed me to be ever more efficient, ever more aware. In order to be more efficient, you need more awareness. That's, that's where anything begins. Any change, any helpful change begins with awareness. And so I, it began at a exploration of what is awareness and what is meditation and how can I allow awareness to blend with my training to be in a very efficient mind, uh, not mind, very efficient brain state, I guess would be a better way of saying it. In the martial arts, in uh, under pressure, if you have to think, it's too late. 
<laughs> exactly. And then you spent years in Japan and studying martial arts. For those that don't know your background, I think that's a, a quite an amazing discipline. Um, you need discipline to have you know that that skill set or to develop those skill sets over many years. Um, and as you were saying, the awareness part is key. And so one of the things I've always been an advocate for is finding ways to infuse better health practices into everyday lifestyles. You know, it, you can't necessarily, people aren't comfortable in uprooting and having significant change, but if you can find ways to integrate certain beneficial habits or, or, or therapeutics into their existing uh, system of operation, as they might say, um, you usually have better end results. So it sounds like, um, you know, people that are fighting and warriors can't really take a time and pause for an hour, meditate and take a risk. They might get attacked. They have to kind of do it as part of their way of being. Is that correct? That's right. In fact, what I found through my through my own training was that as I practiced in this way that revealed itself through the training, my daily life did change. And in the sense that you're talking about, awareness became integrated throughout all of my activities. It was like my life had become a waking meditation. And it wasn't, meditation was no longer a retreat from life in an idealistic situation, but, but a part of daily life through all of the pressures that are normally associated with that. And that was really beautiful and extremely empowering. I think people need to understand that a lot more. I mean, even I've, I've been experiencing with my wife, who's really been hugely engaged in Reiki and energy healing and, 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 and meditation of late. And she's like, it feels like all her other senses have come alive in, through just yes. meditation, that she smells, her smell, sense of smell is stronger, that her vision is better, that she just feels more aware of everything, not just when she's in that meditative state, but now all the time. And so I think that people... Yes today obviously would benefit from that tremendously but it's nice to see it firsthand you know not anecdotally but just firsthand i've seen her well you know her, her senses alive in which i i love to witness yes i i describe that process as we go through it's a kind of as you talked about your wife some sorts of training that are tapping into deeper levels of awareness it starts to embody in our lives in that the biology itself is more efficient your senses almost activate in a way that you hadn't realized they had, they were sort of dead before by comparison. Uh, you start to, you start to see things in a new way. And the awareness that we're talking about seems to sort of buoy the body unexpectedly. Movement improves, as you said, the senses improve. Um, there's less, less mental noise. I mean, all, just the entire experience of, of life starts to improve. It's, it's a really beautiful thing, but I describe it as total embodiment. Yeah, I think that's a, a key factor here. I, I think that it's important and it's, it's performance enhancing. It's for all the entrepreneurs out there that listen to the show. This is, a, this is you know, for me, I've been an idea guy, visions, ideas all over the place. And, you know, it's amazing that everyone's like, yeah, that sounds great, but slow it down, you know, meditate, become more self-aware. And those ideas will become more clear and become more real and become not just an idea, but then help lead you towards reality. You'll see that path more clearly and evidently. And that, to me, is, is something that I've always looked towards, and I'm always practicing further. I want to be improving myself on an endless basis. That's our concept here for better living, is to have a better today than yesterday and work for a better tomorrow than today. It's not going to just come to you. you got to work on it. And I think that's a big part of meditation, too, is it, it, there is a practice here. It doesn't come easy right off the bat to everybody. Sometimes it, it needs a little bit of effort or... You know, I think that's something that people have to don't get discouraged if after the first time you try it, it doesn't seem to, you know, ring every bell and you know and set things off in flames. So, 
That's right. It's just persistence showing up every day. And with the warrior's meditation, it's very, very instinctive, actually. So it doesn't take a long period of time, you know, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, using on the toilet. I, I teach it so that people, after a couple of weeks, they're able to drive in meditation. And, you know, there's, it blends with your daily life very rapidly. And pretty soon after a few practices, you stop having excuses not to practice. So... I think a lot of people will benefit from that model. I think that, uh, you know, we're very easy to, in this culture, to make excuses. And it's not, you know, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. I'm except myself in the mirror at times. I mean, everyone has that ability. But, you know, for me, it's always been about get back up on that horse, do it again. And I think especially with someone like your background in martial arts, uh, I've noticed that children that are, you know, introduced to martial arts at a young age start to get that type of discipline that, hey, it, it may not, that board may not break the first time you kick it, but kick it again. You know, you've got to keep on building up your strength, being persistent. And I think that we all can learn from that in the sense of, you know, things aren't always easy and things don't always come, you know, the way we hope or expect, but you know, that's part of how we react to it is, is, is part of the, the journey as well. Not just how we plan for it, but how we react to the reality. So I love it. Yeah. Just getting, just getting yourself to show up for awareness. So the great thing is, as you mentioned before, if you show up for awareness, it starts to change your way of your, your, your efficiency in many levels, including your thinking. Essentially, awareness is showing up in your life once you show up for it. And you'll notice that not only do you think less, but the thought process is much more efficient. And thinking tends to go with awareness when it starts to integrate in the body. Thinking and action stop to stop being so separate, which means as you have an inspiration or an idea, immediately your body starts to take action upon it to make it useful. And so there's less of this sort of just thinking about what you want to do in your future and, and all that's important, but taking action on anything that's good and useful and helpful. Uh, your life stops being so passive. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Very empowering. I totally agree. And you got to show up. And um, again, I'm grateful for you showing up today on the show and for all our uh, listeners tuning in. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. I'm going to keep this conversation going. I've got a lot more questions for Richard Height, author. And uh, this is Doc Rob, your host at Con- uh, Concierge for Better Living. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. 
Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. All right, we are back with our guest today, Richard Height, author of, again, several books. And um, one of the things you mentioned before the break in this uh, warrior meditation program you've put together is this total embodiment. And now this is uh, a method you've developed, or how, how do you describe that a little bit more thoroughly if you can? So I described it as a total embodiment method, and in that method there are various tools. You mentioned, you alluded earlier to the fact that not everybody is, you know, not Every single tool is for everybody. Not everybody's going to do meditation. Not everybody's going to do whatever the tools are. A variety of things might apply to multiple people, and some people really gravitate to one or another. And so in the total embodiment method, it's a principle-based system of inner improvement or, or daily life improvement, a quality of life improvement. It's all based on awareness. So there are a number of different training tools within the method, the warrior's meditation being the first um, or most primary one to start with. But there are other types of of training tools as well. For example, tools that bring one in, almost like open a window into the subconscious mind to allow a connection to the autonomic nervous system. Those include breathing methods that are that are that are very practical in a kind of warrior type sense, healing arts and things like that. Yeah. I think that's yeah, when you talk about meditation, it, it's it's one tool. I think those that have an understanding of uh, maybe crystals or other energetic vehicles um, may add another influence. I think one of the things I wanted to talk to you um, it's becoming more and more of a conversation point is in the potential for psychedelics um, in regards to this connection with consciousness and, and spirituality and, and, and just your general thoughts first and foremost from the 30,000 foot perspective on the role of, of psychedelics in, in this manner. Psychedelics are a truly amazing phenomenon, but I don't think they're for everyone. Right, uh, for sure. Some people, it's strongly that it seems to be very, very beneficial at certain points in their lives, and other people may may never be. So, uh, whatever a person feels drawn to, I feel is appropriate. But yes, yeah, psychedelics. The great thing about them is, first, no matter what's happening in your life, this is true of any experience. Your mind, your perception is interacting with whatever it is occurring. You can't necessarily control what is occurring out there, but through awareness of what your mind is doing, you can kind of surf the attitude toward the experience. And that is where the real magic is. Instead of trying to force everything in life to be how you want it, you start surfing the attitude and noticing the attitude that the, the mind is taking. Not even that you are taking toward it, but that the mind is taking towards the situation. Most of us, we're not actually choosing our attitude. We think we are. It's really a, like a reaction. Um, and as we become more mindful or aware 
what ends up happening is we start to be able to be more flexible with attitude. The great thing about psychedelics is they will reflect your attitude and multiply it by a million, by a billion. And so you almost can't hide from the habits that you, mental habits and psychological habits that you have. And it doesn't matter if it's a good trip or a bad trip. If you pay attention within the trip to the attitude, to the reaction, to whatever's being experienced, that's where the true magic is. So if, if, we're, if we're really working on the attitude, what ends up starting to occur is a shift in perception so that whatever occurs, whether it be pleasant or unpleasant, you'll learn from it. And that I've applies had- to your daily life. Oh, for sure. That's why I always talk about the, the, the proactive, reactive mindset. And one of my favorite philosophers, Epictetus, you know, really kind of gave me that kind of understanding of, of how I'm meant to be and how I can react to my circumstance. And I've experimented uh, with some uh, psychedelics and you know, psilocybin. And I've definitely had those, what people would say, good trips and bad trips. But like you said, I think I've learned something from both. And I think that's mm-hmm. the, the takeaway part of it. Nowadays, what I try to uh, promote to people is in this category is just like when we were talking about cannabis and cannabinoids um, uh, the last several years is, you know, start low, go slow. I think that we're, we're still accustomed to a larger dose is necessary to have a an impact. And one of the things I've been advocating for with a lot of people, especially with this experimenting and, and psychedelics, is it is it for an, for just the feeling or is it for the result? You know, are you and because you can take a lot of a, a substance for a feeling, but are you looking for? Are you have intention. Are you are you are you looking for some result out of this experience? Those are two different things, very often. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think that having an intention and understanding that there's a lot that could occur on a very subtle wavelength, I would say, um, it gives people a chance where microdosing and smaller dosing can have so, even a larger effect or impact than a larger dose. So, mm-hmm. um, In fact, uh, in my own journeys, I, I, I started out with ayahuasca. It was the first, and it was a very heavy dose, but it was issued by a shaman in the Amazon. So there really wasn't, you know, I had no idea how heavy a dose it was until after I took it, and then I watched everybody else after me take their doses, which were, <laughs> were much smaller by comparison. Um, so that was so that was like my first dive in, and the next one was a psilocybin trip, and that was uh, seven point five grams, which is a very high amount. Oh yeah. Um, and then after that, I've, I've had many other trips, but each time, what I noticed is, since then, it's always been a very, very, um, very, very respectful, and the feeling is something like the first trip is just an introduction. You're almost like introducing yourself to the plant in a respectful way, a small dose. Right. And oftentimes it'll all have, you know, maybe multiple 10 over a period of time, 10 different, very small doses until it feels like there's a, it just feels right to, at some point to take a larger dose. But you get incredible benefits from the small, the smaller doses as well. And so there's no need unless you have some sort of inner guidance that tells you a larger dose. It's, it's, it's a great idea to start with a small dose. For sure. And I, I've been just, you know, tying that um, physical experience because it's got chemical compounds and everything else to the spiritual experience. Um, you know, th- there's with ayahuasca specifically, I, you brought that up and I, you know, at, at my first introductions to that were very much friends or, or medical professionals that I know or going to the Amazon and with shamans, very intimate settings, very spiritually guided. And now I'm hearing like there's hundreds of ceremonies potentially going on all the time in California on a daily basis. And does this plant, like you said, you almost introduce yourself to the plant and the plant gets to know you. I think, could there be a a loss of that spiritual connection based on the way they're 
taking this product or treating it or the whole you know mind lack of maybe mindfulness or lack of I don't know how to describe it but how do you feel about you know this you know exposure to this plant in such a wider spectrum on one side it could be great more people are opening their mind to this plant the other side is are they missing the point of what this plant's purpose is I don't know you know any thoughts on that yeah I think you actually said it very well you described it as a product and I don't think that that was an accident that that it came out that way because that's in a lot of ways how it's being treated as if it was a product like it was a drug yeah. that you could purchase, a, a commodity. It's a kind of usury. It's not a yeah. relationship. It's not a relationship. It's not coming from respect. And so what ends up happening is you have these groups that get together, you know, once a week or once every two weeks, and they take this, and it becomes like a tradition or, or something like that. But it doesn't give, not only does it not give you, your body, the time it needs to acclimate and to digest what might have been learned, because I'm sure from your own experience, if you've had a respectful relationship with these plants and these substances, the lessons can be profound, but it could take you years to digest and integrate and, and to just, you know, like, like habitually or robotically every weekend go, go through one of these ceremonies. There's simply no way you're going to digest it. There's simply no way you're going to integrate it. And it starts to take the substance for granted or take the spirit of it for granted. And so I don't recommend that approach. And I've, Working in the area that I, where I work, I've had a lot of interaction with people, having written a book on psychedelics, um, a lot of interactions with people that have, I guess we could say, they didn't intend to abuse the plant, but they essentially that's what happened because that's what everybody else is doing. And it causes so much disruption in their lives. It's I, not a healthy approach, and I don't, don't recommend it. And so it's, we need to begin with acceptance and respect. For these substances, as if they had their own spirit, even if you just have to imagine that you don't have to believe it, but just imagine they do. Once you take it, you'll have a hard time denying that perspective has some value. Yeah, I think you hit that. I knew you'd be that right person to kind of cover that that bridge because I think that even the the people um, helping to perform the ceremonies, I think there's been almost a, a, a disjoint from that original, really tried and true traditional shaman healers to overnight shamanic, you know representatives and um you know i think that there's that some disconnect i heard original ceremonies were a couple maybe a handful of people where the shaman would oversee now there's 50 to 100 people at once doing a ceremony with this spiritually you know bound medicine and, and I, I think that there's a lot of people not getting the the, the truth from it let's put it that yes, way right. and, and, and a lot and, of cu- cutting the corners we'll say <laughs> exactly it's a fair way to put it so well we don't mm-hmm. cut corners here we get down to the nitty-gritty i really appreciate that insight we're gonna take one more break we'll come back we're gonna wrap up with richard height we're gonna talk a bit more about his books and so forth but this has been amazing and don't go anywhere this is doc rob your host here on concierge for better living on cannabisradio.com the concierge for better living will continue in a moment Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line, Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say, Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back with our last segment of today's amazing show with author Richard Height. And we're talking about spirituality, which is key, meditation, a little bit of psychedelics, which is starting to bubble out there in the mainstream. And I think there's a lot of potential therapeutically and for treating different diseases, or mainly mostly the mental health category. Um, you know, even helping with opioids, there's so much potential there, but anything, even water, as I've said before, can be used and misused, abused. Um, so we have to have respect for these, these, these items uh, given to us by nature. And, um, and, and I think that's amazing. So um, what was the first book that you wrote that, that you published, if you don't mind me going back to the beginning? It's a title of called The Unbound Soul. And right. it's a, a memoir and a spiritual guide. So the first about a quarter of it just goes over my background and the type of training that I received and the lessons that I learned from uh, my teachers. And then the, the 250 page book and then the rat, the less, the rest of it is about 200 pages ish or so is uh, a spiritual guide guidance, so to speak, or mindfulness. And it goes into so many aspects of perception where human beings get trapped or stuck or locked in. And it's about unbinding or unlocking our perceptions so that we can see the world in a fresh way. You see, what, what happens to the human mind is it goes into what, what we could describe as usury. When, we, when we're first born, when we see something, we're seeing it freshly, so to speak. We, don't, we have yet to have a story tied to it, we yet to have a function tied to whatever it is we're seeing. So in a sense, we're seeing the, uh, the, whatever the object in a more pure way. It's not yet been turned into a story. For example, if we look at the door right now, the first thing that people see is the function. They don't see the sub, the actual thing as it is, the wood or whatnot. They see the function. They see how I can use it, right? An infant or baby doesn't know that function. It just sees the physical structure to some degree. Once it's picked up and the mother picks it up and takes it through the door, now it's suddenly the door has a story connected to it. This is a portal into a new dimension, right? And every time that that in, the individual sees a door thereafter, the story is what comes up first, right? And so what ends up happening is life becomes just about how we can make use of it. And we stop taking, we stop seeing things in a fresh way. 
the magic is sort of gone. Uh, if you, you walk through your house, if you imagine, remember the first time you ever walked through your home, like when you were thinking about buying it, you didn't know where everything was and everything was fresh and interesting and new and you look carefully. But after you've been in that house for a month or two, you stop looking. You stop being aware. You're kind of taking it for granted. And this isn't a strike against the individual in that like there's something morally wrong with them. This is just what the biology tends to do. And the awakening process opens up that fresh perspective. So there's, there's still memory of, of course, the function, but it's not just the memory of the function. We're still in a, on some sense, seeing everything as if it's fresh and new. And that brings the magic back into life. And so the unbound soul is really about unbinding that stuck normalization pattern that the brain does by habit automatically. I like it. I like it a lot. Does the, I mean, I kind of automatically go to, does the spoon really exist? You know, I mean, it's, it's our, our matrix mindset of sorts. You know, we get accustomed and programmed and, you know, the eyes, the, the new, the, the, the learning part of it kind of fades away. And even when it comes to cannabis, we talked about with THC and things of that nature, part of that memory blunting is so that we don't have a constant stress effect and then we kind of have the ability to forget certain things and put them in the back of the mind so they don't sit in the front and, and worry us or bother us all the time and it's amazing how our mind and our, we are still learning so much about the brain and the mind and spirituality but it sounds like you've made some great contributions i can't wait i'm going to check out that first book i've already been reading through the psychedelic path and excited to go through the warrior's meditation so where can uh, people learn more about you, find you, what's your website? I know we'll have it posted as well, but give our, reader, our listeners a, a chance to learn more about you as well. My website is uh, richardlheight.com, H-A-I-G-H-T. And there, there's the Warriors Meditation. There's a course that people could join if they'd like. Um, I teach live and uh, every day the Warriors Meditation. It's a kind of guided meditation every morning at 7 a.m. But for people who can't attend live, there's a, it's on demand for 24 hours every day. The meditation is changing. It's constantly flexing and changing for flexibility purposes. Another uh, idea is that people could go straight to, uh, to purchase my book, The Warriors Meditation. In there is included a free one-month trial of the online course. So uh, it's probably the best route is to just go ahead and get the book. That includes the audio book or the paperback or the ebook. They all have uh, a free trial in, in them. I, so that's, I love a, that's that. a great place to go. Yeah. Not only are you putting out good book stuff on paper and good books, but you're giving support ongoing, offering the meditations and the support there too. That's always a great thing. And I know that people would appreciate that more than just reading, you know, but they know that there's a follow-up or there's a course or there's at least something they can kind of uh, participate in. It's, it's really great. I'm, I'm glad that we'll definitely post those links. And I think you're, you might, be, if I'm correct, you might be running a little special right now, but we're going to, on the, on the, on the packages, but we're going to find out, we're going to make that uh, more public when we post the show. Richard, it's been great having you on today i really appreciate your insight and, and sharing that with our audience we'll definitely have you back on again we'll talk some more as these uh categories keep popping up about how we can become more mindful and more aware and that's really important going forward sure in fact i've got a new book coming out in july called unshakable awareness it's going to take it to a whole new level so that might be something you might be interested in you know i definitely will check it out make sure we uh, stay in touch and I'll get me a copy and i uh, love to have you on and talk about that as well Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, everyone out there listening, uh, tuning in, sharing the shows, giving us great feedback, recommending guests, you know, doing all the things you can do out there, working together as a community so we can all have a better today than yesterday and a better tomorrow than today. Uh, this is Doc Rob, your host here at Concierge for Better Living, thanking everyone at Cannabis Radio. Uh, thank you, everyone out there, and I wish everyone, as always, all the best in health and happiness. Take care. Be well. The 
opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.